Hello there. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Christian Church podcast. We exist as a church to connect people with God and each other. Today's message comes to us from our lead minister and preacher, Kevin Barton. We hope this inspires you, grows you, and challenges you in your faith and your walk with Jesus. Enjoy! So we're going to continue today with our series on Cain and Abel. Uh, We're actually going to continue to examine what this passage teaches us about our relationship to anger. There was a Sunday school teacher who was discussing the Ten Commandments with her class that was full of five and six-year-olds. After she explained the commandment, honor your father and mother, she asked this question. She said, is there a commandment that teaches us how to treat our brothers and sisters? And without missing a beat, one little boy, he shot his hand up in the air and he yelled, Yes, thou shalt not kill. I'm going to give you about three seconds to recover from that terrible joke. But this is exactly what happens in the story that we've been swimming around in the last four weeks. And so I want to look at it together. Uh, We're going to look at the entire text a little bit to take a little broader view. Uh, Genesis 4, 1 through 8. It says, now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain, a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock And of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must overrule it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Now what we did last week is we looked at verse 6. And we looked at where God asked Cain this question, Why are you angry? And and here's what we said last week, just for for review to set us up for this week. We said that anger is a secondary emotion. In other words, there has to be a preceding primary emotion first. We feel angry because we feel something else first. It could be we feel wronged, misunderstood, mistreated, embarrassed, disappointed, rejected, jealous, fearful. And what happens is anger then uses that primary emotion as a springboard to project onto other people. So here's what we said. In order for us to control our anger, we first must learn to control that primary emotion that causes that anger. Well, today I want to go a little bit deeper with a second teaching point Um, In the narrative itself, 
In Genesis chapter 4, it tells us that God rejects Cain's offering. Okay, and the text also tells us that Cain is angry. Well, what I want us to understand this morning is that Cain is angry at God for rejecting his offering. They have this whole conversation about it in the text itself. So Cain is upset. He's angry at God. But look what happens in verse 8. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel, and he killed him. Okay, so he is angry at God, but he takes that anger out, not on God, but on his brother Abel. He doesn't try to attack God and kill God. Instead, he attacks and he kills his younger brother. You see, anger is a very unstable and a very dangerous emotion. And I think the thing that makes anger very, very dangerous is the fact that our anger can be misdirected or misplaced or transferred on to another person. Now, I want you to think about this because this is exactly what's happening in the text. You can be angry at someone or something and then take that anger out on a completely different or innocent person. Let me give you a few case studies. Think about if you were bullied in school. Think about that bully in school. All right, that bully seems very angry. He's always beating up uh, timid, smaller kids than himself. Well, perhaps he had a harsh home life, and perhaps he's angry at his abusive or his absent or his neglectful father, and that anger that he has towards his father can be transformed, or transferred rather, to other people. All right, so this explains why a mom can have a really rough day at work. I mean, someone really got under her skin and made her angry, but then she can go home and transfer that anger onto her children. This is why you see women who may have been abused by their father still holding a lot of anger, resentment, and bitterness in their heart, and they can actually transfer that onto their husbands. This is why a guy who gets into a round of road rage on the highway can then come home and kick the dog. The dog had nothing to do with it, but he's transferring that anger. This is why people can get angry at the social injustices of the world and transfer that anger onto innocent business owners who are just trying to make a living by destroying their businesses. This explains why a person can watch the news and become so enraged that they take their anger out on their families or their friends around them. It's anger towards one thing, being transferred or directed onto another thing or another person. Furthermore, innocent people can get caught in the crossfires of anger. Several years ago, two men were driving in Southern California. Uh, they actually got into an altercation in the parking lot. 
uh, over a parking space, and road rage ensued, and one guy started chasing another guy, and they switched positions. The other guy got behind him and started chasing him. They were driving recklessly, swerving in and out of traffic, until finally one guy forced another guy to, to careen out of control off of the road. And the driver frantically tried to regain control, but in the process, he ran over and killed an innocent eight-year-old girl walking on the sidewalk. A young life was taken simply because two men were needlessly angry at each other. You see, anger ignites quickly, and it can be easily transferred onto another person, and even innocent people can get caught up in its crossfire. If we go back to the text itself, we know that God rejects Cain's offering, and the issue was between Cain and God. Abel had nothing to do with it. Remember, there's this whole conversation in Genesis chapter 4 between God and Cain, where, where God says, Cain, why are you angry, bro? Like, what are you upset about? And Cain says, no, I'm not angry. And God says, I see it on your face. I, I can, you're not hiding it well. I can see it. And Cain is silent, and then God says, you know what, I know you're angry with me, but there's a right way to bring this offering. There's a right attitude to have. There, you can fix this. You can do the right thing. And by his silence, Cain says, I don't want to talk about it, God. Abel, walk with me into the field. And the rest is history. Angry at God... Cain is for rejecting his offering, but transferring that onto his brother Abel. And whatever primary emotion that caused Cain to be angry toward God is now directed on his brother. You see, I think this is where anger enters the arena of sin. One thing that, that we have to be clear on is that we cannot help it when anger comes our way. We all get upset. We all get angry. Everybody in here watching this has a button that can be pushed that will send you over the edge. However, when we take that anger and we project it into or onto another person, we sin. I think Paul makes it abundantly clear that there is sin found in anger like this. Look at Ephesians 4.26. Paul says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. In your anger, do not sin. In other words, when you become angry about a person, don't gossip about that person. Don't try to, to bolster your case by slandering that person through the mud. Don't hate another human being. Don't raise your hand towards another person in anger. And Paul says, if there is that kind of anger... Resolve it quickly. Take care of it before the day ends, before the sun goes down. Don't let it fester. Now look what James, the brother of Jesus, writes in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. 
Human anger does not produce righteousness. I think we're seeing that played out everywhere today in our society. Everybody is angry at somebody. Everybody is offended by something. Everywhere you look, there are scowling faces. People are angry and upset. You know, I want you to notice something real quick, and then I'll start to wind this thing down. In the text I just read you from James, James says this. He says, be slow to become angry. And Paul said in the preceding text I just read you, if you get angry, be quick to resolve that anger. And so herein lies the problem that I think we're facing in our culture today with everything. As a society, as a whole, we are not slow to become angry and quick to resolve that anger if it comes. No, no, no. We are quick to become angry and outraged at everything, and we are not quick to resolve that anger when it gets here. No, we just replay it over and over and over and over again on the news, and nothing ever gets done. So if you go back to the Genesis text, obviously Cain was not slow to his anger. He blew up pretty quick. He didn't resolve it with God. And I want to remind you, Genesis 4-7, let me just read it again. God gave Cain a chance to resolve this. He says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. So essentially what God is saying to Cain is, listen, you've got two choices here. You can do the right thing. I know you're upset. I can see it on your face. I know you're angry. We can get it resolved or you can let it fester. You can let it sit there. You can let it take control of you. That phrase, sin is crouching at the door, I, I, I believe the sin that God's referring to here to Cain is this sin of anger. And it did rule over Cain in such a dominant fashion that he murdered his own brother. And so I implore you this morning, the same way I implored you last week, find out what is causing you to be so angry and begin to pray about it. Pray for God to help you before it rules over you. And then you begin to project that anger onto the people that you love most in your life. You know, I have found that when we all get upset, when we all get angry, the truth of what is inside of us is plainly revealed. When my kids were a little bit younger, every now and then we used to hang pinatas on different holidays or different occasions uh, in the backyard or in someone's driveway. Uh, we used to do it every Easter at Lindy's aunt's house. And I used to love watching uh, them, especially when they were little, take those, those sticks or that bat or that broom handle and try to bust open that pinata. Well, every time my kids do that, it ended like all other pinata parties. Someone finally broke it and candy spilled out everywhere. There was a mad dash to collect that candy. 
You know, the more opportunities that I've had to blow it in my life as an adult, the more other people's responses have reminded me that you and I are a lot like those pinatas. You see, we see what we're made of when we break. At some point in your life, something will break you. Someone will break you. You can't avoid it because we're all a little broken and we're bound to get things wrong. Someone will eventually nestle their way into your heart and they will let you down and absolutely infuriate you. And when they do, you'll either explode in anger or show a steady stream of love. Elevate Christian Church, I want to encourage you, be love. Be love so love will flow out of you when people fail you. Just like it flowed out of Jesus Christ when he took the fall for us. I want you to think about it. You want to talk about transferring anger for a minute? God is so holy and so righteous, he has to punish evil. And he has to pour his wrath out on all of the sin of mankind, which is you and I. But God transferred that anger and that wrath onto his son, Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to give away love like you're made of it. Let it fill you like candy fills a piñata. So when you take a hit in life, love is what pours out of you. I want to leave you with the words of Paul, and I think these are healing words that our nation needs to live by today. Romans 12, 16 through 21. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast today. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate or partner with us in what God is doing here, check out our website at elevatecc.com. Until next time, God bless you and thanks again.